Well, we are so glad to be back on Grace to Stand. It has been over a month, I believe, George, yes. since we have uh, had an episode. Uh, we've been in the middle of the summer, or the summer vacations that you and I have been taking and classes and and for me we've we recently moved from greensboro to the raleigh area and so that's what's been up for the past month or so and we've got boxes everywhere but it, you know the the uh, the summer has been quite busy what what are what have you been up to over the past month or so george well if you ask my congregation they'd probably say nothing but <laughs> Thing, going to the beach yes. <laughs> despite the fact that I right. didn't take a family vacation right uh, you know but you know the joke with pastors uh you know we only work half a day a week and then right. if you don't if you're out of the pulpit you obviously didn't work and so um yeah this was a unique summer for the sayors because we usually take summer vacations and this this summer we didn't um as a family and not for any negative reason or anything we just life is busy enough and our our kids are teenagers and there's fun things we can do with them and so i think we had a number of staycations i did do a few trips with my kids but the reason i'm joking about the um you know the the, the i haven't been working for the last month is because i did take a month off from the pulpit and you know i, I started talking to a number of different senior pastors or aware of them and i was like hearing how they took the month of july off you know and i'm like how do you take the month of July off? I mean, we get a we get enough vacation, but so anyway, I said, well, I don't want to take a month out a month off of work, but I could take a month out of the pulpit. I'm blessed to have two great pastors here, uh, Pablo and Taylor, and I'm always looking for opportunities to give them more more uh, times in the pulpit. So I alternated them for four Sundays, which meant I was out of the pulpit for five uh, five weeks. And man, it was good to. You know, I, I was working and I would uh, I would just connect with congregants, do some extra uh, visits or lunches that maybe I wouldn't normally do and plan, you know, the, the Sunday schools, not Sunday schools, Wednesday night teachings we're doing, the sermon series I'm in, uh, some bigger sort of outreach ideas and concepts I have for the church. And so that was good. Yeah, that's that's what I've been doing the last month. Um, it has been a very eventful summer on a number of uh, for a number of reasons, and and uh, we can get into some of those dynamics. But what what have you been doing the last month with the move, particularly? So you said you moved to Raleigh, and so right. they, I I noticed you looked very professional today, and I'm I'm very <laughs> more like kind of summer George, the light, you know, uh, uh, short sleeve shirt, and you're wearing a tie with a button down yeah. dress shirt. So. Looking looking sharp. Well, uh, yes, I was at the Capitol today. Uh, they're having a number of votes uh, here in the North Carolina State House of Representatives and uh, then the State Senate on some uh, veto overrides. So there have been a number of things like that going on uh, here. And so it's uh, there's just a whole bunch of folks at the Capitol, protesters on both sides of the issues. And wow. The, yeah, the, the media and uh you know, the staff and, of course, elected officials. So I've been here today. But over the past month, there's really not been a whole lot going on around here because they're working on the budget, uh, which has been good for me because we um, we decided to move. Uh, and we've been flirting with this idea for a while, but we decided to move over to Raleigh because it's it's much uh, closer to the capital. That's where the capital is. And and so it, it reduces my commute to the capital by by uh, quite a bit and so I, the the time that i'm able to 
use uh, in ministry here at the state capitol is much more strategic. And I don't, I mean, I can, I can focus that attention much better without having to spend three hours of my day in the car. And then, um, and then, you know, we earlier in July, we were in Orlando for a week. I was taking a D, uh, doctor of ministry class down at RTS. And wow. it is, I mean, North Carolina is hot. Orlando, let me tell you something. And this is coming from a guy who's, who's from California and also lived four years of his life in Arizona. I mean, it's hot. In uh-huh. <laughs> it was brutal. So, uh, but we had a good time. We had a good time there. Uh, but it's it's just been. And then we were, of course, in Memphis at General Assembly. So there's been a lot of traveling. We were on a church retreat for uh, over in Tennessee for uh, about three days. So just a lot of in and out. And and I think that's that's par for the course for a lot of people during the summer. And then you we uh, are about to start school. And I I don't know. Maybe your kids have have started, George. Have, you, have they have they started back to school yet, or just about? Oh. Oh, it's, it's coming. I I think tomorrow might be the day, but oh my goodness. And that, you know, Darren, that really like leads us to the, the concept or the topic we want to talk about today was just seasons. And so I'm Mm going to read Mm -hmm. from Ecclesiastes three, as we jump into, into that kind of conversation, but you know, Ecclesiastes three, well, uh, for every, everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. And if I had a singing voice, I may have sung it for you. But uh, seasons, a time, and I think, I think that's what I've been really just aware of this summer. And you mentioned the kids in school, and, and that and that plays into it. But uh, two two kind of pervading themes have pervaded my my summer thoughts one is the sovereignty of god and really the sovereign grace of god that could be its own episode but just you know my summer kicked off with that uh, near fatal accident where we all walked away as fine and and really it kind of ended with on uh, the end of july with the the ticket uh, for reckless driving regarding that uh, being completely just dropped and it's kind of interesting how my summer was bracketed by this accident memorial day uh, b- before June and then the end of July with the ticket. And so, you, you know, I think I said I got a reckless driving charge, um, driving too fast for road conditions. Despite, I mean, there was no witnesses to that and there's no, you know, but the evidence is, well, you skidded off the road, your trailer hydroplane, you see, you obviously were driving too fast for the road conditions. Um, and that kind of hang, that kind of hung over me because you look at, look that up in Virginia and reckless driving is a serious offense and and no lo- no lawyer gave me any kind of confidence that I'd get out of it and even my own the lawyer that I hired and I was kind of one point wondering why I hired him but man he um I don't know what he did or whatever I didn't go to court you know he said he would he, he preferred I didn't but they was dropped because no witnesses were there and and he had only said I would get uh it reduced from a a, a misdemeanor 
to um to something else it wasn't even just that it was reduced it was just dropped and so that was and just God's hand through that whole thing and I and uh just got to keep giving praise to God so wanted to mention right. that and then uh and then just talk about some other recognitions but what any 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 thoughts you had as as we continue yeah, to converse yeah. I mean it's uh so I think of the start of the the school year almost like um, almost like New Year's, right? I mean, it, uh, and we, yes. I think we we did an episode on this back in, in uh, around uh, January, uh, just starting off the new year. And it's almost psychologically like that in many respects, even, you know, I, for those of us who've been out of school for a long time, maybe even have kids who are well out of school, there's just something embedded in the rhythm of our culture that the, that, Right around Labor Day is the time uh, of of just a, of some newness of shifting into a new season, shifting into the fall, shifting into a new rhythm of life. And uh, so that Ecclesiastes three passage you you read speaks to that on some degree. I mean, we go through different um, rhythms of life, different seasons, and um, you know, sometimes that can be challenging. I mean, what what we're doing with our life um, it does not always maintain this 365 day consistency. There's there's some ebb and flow to it, in different seasons of life, and that can be that can be really joyful. I mean, that can be a wonderful thing. We always look forward. We can look forward to the next thing, but it also presents to us many challenges. And I think that what you see in the passage like Ecclesiastes 3, which is how we can interpret the different changing scenes of life, the different seasons of life, is that whether we are in the time to be born or a time to, bo- to, to die or a time to, to weep or a time to laugh or whatever the case may be, uh, God is right there in the middle of all of that. I mean, he, yeah. he's never, there's never a time for God to be around and a time for God to be on vacation, right? Oh, that's he, so good. He's always, he is always, and in every way, right there in the midst of the the times uh, and the changing scenes of life. And, uh, and I think that's something that we as Christians can have great confidence in, and it helps us really to... Uh, even remember our own our own limitations uh, with regard to how how to approach the the times to um, to seek and the times to lose. I mean, our mm. inability to perfect to to, to you know to, as just as the passage says, as you kind of marinate in that passage, um, our own our own limit, limitations there. I mean, it, uh, from our perspective, life can be sort of this this rat race and uh, a circular sense of history that things don't really always make sense, but uh, what we see from from God's perspective, and especially when you when you when you when you move down to verse eleven, you keep sort of reading this passage. Uh, verse eleven says He has made mm. everything beautiful in its time, right? Ah, uh, yes. So in its yes. time, I mean, God has made everything beautiful, and there's there's a there's a beauty, and sometimes that beauty is is elusive and it's it's very difficult to see <laughs> and sometimes very obvious and and deeply experienced uh but in the changing scenes of life and as you and as we consider moving into this back to school season 
there is that element that we need to always consider right there, that God has made everything beautiful in its time, and he is in the midst of all those changing seasons. Wow, man, that that's so good. And I think I think that's what I would say too, and why I brought up I wanted to update everybody on on you know the the concluding of the accident. But for me, that season was bracketed by my summer was bracketed by that. And honestly, I think I really went into the summer after the accident with just a great appreciation to God for my kids. And that kicked off this whole season for me as we talk seasons of realizing how they're not kids anymore. They're they're not they're not kids anymore. And the idea, like, so school is starting. You, you you've referenced that a few times. Like my my youngest is going into middle school, so there's a there's a change of season for him. There's a different pattern and ebb to the school day now, and different expectations. And my middle child is going into high school, which is completely new for her. And, and this summer we've been aware of that, you know, like I have my two older kids working on standardized testing, um, during the summer and just trying to get them into that kind of a pattern. And, and my oldest, I took on a trip since, as I said earlier, we didn't do a family vacation. So I, we did a college trip up to, uh, around the Pittsburgh area of, of Pennsylvania to, um, Grove city college and Geneva college. Geneva being a Presbyterian college, Grove City has Presbyterian roots, both Christian colleges that have a good reputation and they're both known for engineering. And I wanted to check them out being an engineer, you know, in, in, in my in my own studies and, and my career at one point, just to see, is it is it a legit engineering program? And we were both really encouraged by their engineering program. But what I learned from this trip to speak about seasons is my son is... Like I have glimpses of the fact that he's a man, you know, he's going into his junior year and it wasn't like I was with a kid that I had to do things for. It was more like maybe a mentorship. I'm still his dad, of course, but we were, it was like I was on a road trip with a friend. We went camping, we went kayaking, went mountain biking, but like to see his mind work, questions he asked at these colleges, the way he handled the tours, the way he was processing it, it was bittersweet for me because it made me realize Oh my goodness, like they are going to be out of the house soon and time has flown. Like when we, I still feel like I'm new in North Carolina and yet he's gone from elementary school to, you know, I'm looking at him graduating high school soon and uh, it, it's bittersweet. And I'm looking at my youngest and saying, I wish you were still a little kid, you know, and, and my daughter, I definitely wish I could have frozen in time. And so all these thoughts and emotions about my kids growing up as we enter this, this school year. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any of those experiences there? And where oh, you just like, you wake up and you're like, what happened? Where did my kids go there? Mm-hmm. You know, I know you have some really young ones, but you also have some older ones. Yeah. So, the day, the days are long and the years are short, you know, they go by fast. And I mean, my oldest is turning 17 tomorrow, which is, oof. and I was thinking about it last night because I was, uh, you know, I was kind of cradling our three-year-old daughter in our arms, and you know, in my arms as as she was, you know, just wrestling with trying to go to sleep and go to bed, and and she's dressed in this, you know, princess outfit, and it's the same thing my oldest would have worn when she was wow. three, and it's just, yeah, it's it's very, it's interesting to have a, a, a you know, a young woman in the house who's who's you know, approaching adulthood and 
will not not be under our roof that much longer. Um, moving into just a different phase of of life, that interdependence stage, uh, versus having a a, a three year old who who you know likes to wear a crown and wave a wand and wear plastic princess <laughs> shoes into the grocery store. <laughs> you know, I, I love mean, that. And and it's and it's exactly what my seventeen year old used my tomorrow seventeen year old uh, would do. So, um, yeah, I I think I think that what that what we ought to do in those seasons. I mean, we're talking about our children, but golly, you know. So what's happened in that amount of time? I've aged too, right? You've aged. We've all aged. <laughs> I mean, there are parts of my body that nice. even existed. I mean, it, it it's uh, it, you know we feel it, we experience it, and. Uh, We'll experience it more. Just the, the the way our our bodies and our circumstances and life situations change, and um, you know that's why I'm so glad that you, you know. By the way, I was talking about this Ecclesiastes passage a little bit more than George was at the beginning, but it was his idea to come up with it, uh, kind of orient our our episode around it this time uh, because it just so speaks to these different seasons that were that we uh that we find ourselves in uh not just with the beginning of the school year but with the changing ages of our of our uh, children and our own lives and and i think what we can gather from that um as you read that that fame you know ever so many people know that passage a time for this and a time for that uh, from that song uh that the birds sang back in the 60s but and we can all we can all sing it but what do we what do we gather from that? What do we what do we ought to do in light of that? How or how ought we approach it? I mean, we 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 ought to approach it um, the way that Solomon presents to us in verse twelve. That uh, I perceive that there's nothing better for them to do than to be joyful and do good as long as they live. Ah, uh. right. Um, and that everyone should eat, drink, and take pleasure in all his toil, for this is God's gift to man. Mm. Where you know there are what you can do with your children when they are three is great, and then they're out of that season, and then they become young men or young women like our oldest children are, and you're doing a college visit and you're pinching yourself because you remember the college visit that your parents took you on. Yes, I in did. Many respects don't it, I mean. It's so vivid that it's like that wasn't that long ago, was it? I mean, it was a wow. while, but it wasn't that long ago. And and um, and and you you remember remember that, and uh, you know we we have and 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 there's, these seasons are are just sometimes like I mentioned earlier, brutally difficult. However, the the work that we have to do the the ordinary mundane tasks that we have before us in these different uh different epochs of time are are times to seek the joy of the lord to remember that 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 god is the same yesterday today and forever and he appoints the perfect time for things to come about i mean when in it was in the fullness of time that jesus came right uh. that was the time and it, it, he he appoints a time for 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 everything and so i i one of my regrets that i still battle with i mean i still struggle with this is that uh, is this kind of idea of man i wish 
if we could just get to this next stage, if we could just just get to that next you know season or this next or you know just a year from now or what, and uh, instead of really enjoying the moment that God and His providence has placed me, and and taking my desires and bringing them into conformity with the providential circumstances that I find myself in in this particular time uh, when 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 that can happen then there's a, a joy that can emanate from the heart that uh, is something that I think is uh, counterintuitive in a culture where we seek to just please our nerve endings with each experience and we have the the fomo, uh, kind of fear of missing out uh, issue that, that that hits all of us. Wow, well, you said you said a lot of good a lot of good things or a lot of good perspective. I I was just in a conversation with a few people before this call, mm-hmm. and it it just impressed upon. We were talking about a lot of these very same things because of the school year starting and all that, mm-hmm. and it really impressed upon me how three people in three different phases or seasons of life can view something like the start of the school year in three completely different ways. And so what I mean by that is like for, for us, Susan and I were really, we've really reminisced about the fact that summer has been nice. We have three teenagers and I guess my youngest is a teenager. Is he going to be 13? (laughs) Uh, He's going to be 13, but he's like a teenager. So three teenagers and um, they're just really easy this summer. And, and, they, their lives are, it, they've been easy to kind of get around, you know, and even in some cases, my son Adam was picked up by a friend and that's easy too, you know? And, and so summer was, was good. It was, it was stress-free on us. There wasn't a lot of outside demands for our kids, which made life easier for us. And as the school year started, and you, as you were saying, did school start? You know, like the last three weeks, because my kids are all on cross-country teams and they've all been practicing and there's two different teams involved and then there's different meetings and it's like oh my goodness this is what school is again it's it's three it's now it's managing three people's schedules that are not up to us you know <laughs> and just like say i, I and, and uh but then to hear this perspective of this other person who for him summer he's got young very young children very young baby in a toddler almost you know summer is is it is an unstructured time that was very stressful for them and they were looking forward to even though there's stress of a of a school year having the pattern and routine of there has to be a a, a wake-up time a dress time a time to get the kids ready for school to kind of take them to school a period where they're at school or whatever you know whatever it is daycare whatever it is a time and it's like so he was looking forward to that because summer was was too too difficult, mm-hmm. um, and then the third person I'm talking to has kids in 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 uh, I guess starting middle school or maybe a little younger, all the way up to kids in college, and she wanted her kids to get to college. You know, it's like because having them home for the summer, as joyful as that was, you know, it, it, when you have a number of kids in the house, there there are routines that are upset. And I I just it, it brought joy to my heart because as we were discussing it, it was like it's exactly what you said, Darren. How do we uh, 
verse 12, I perceive that there's nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. In other words, enjoy the season as much as we might want to wish this season were over. Like I never want to be back when I have toddlers and, 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 and babies. I, I never want to go back there. And yet there are things I wish I relished and cherished. Mm-hmm. And there are moments when I look at my daughter and I, I wish she were a toddler again, because mm-hmm. she's a beautiful woman right now. And I, I miss when she was a, a cute little child, you know? And so seasons, man, absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do because I mean, you, you have three kids and I have four, but uh but yeah different different seasons of, of life and uh i mean I, i'm thankful that um you know the bedtime routine for my 17 year old is and my 12 year old is far easier than it is for my three-year-old right you know and, <laughs> right yeah you know, it's just far and i'm and i'm so looking forward to, to you know but but then i also really enjoy the bedtime routine you know when i'm able to mm. step back and think about it and i'll and i'll miss it and i missed you know i, I missed that time of being able to rock my younger ones and just kind of, you know, hug them. And, you know, they think that daddy hung the moon and when they get to be teenagers, they don't, they, you know, they, they start to not think that way as much. You know? So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, our calling in, in the Christian life is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Right. Ah. And um, he has given us, all good gifts to enjoy. I mean, he's he's given us these um, these tangible things, these material items and goods that we uh, that we have, and 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 these experiences that we uh, that we go through in in life, and they're here and they're they're gone, right? They're 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 not they're not eternal ex- experiences. It's not eternal bliss they all lived ha- happily ever after because uh, although god does not change we do and and we we move through time in this regard so i i think you know just remembering to stop and it's very easy to to complain and let the wearisome uh aspects of whichever time in in our life that we're going through overwhelm us rather than just in you know, seeking ways to enjoy God and enjoy the gifts that he gives us as pointers to God in that season of life. I mean, there's, there are so many people, uh, you know, in like, like people in the state of singleness, right. And they, maybe they really want to be married and, and, uh, that, that just hasn't come to pass yet, or it hasn't come to pass in the time that they, that they wanted to, and that's very hard. I mean, it's hard. It's it's just it's. I mean, I get it. I was there. I've been there. I'm not. I, I totally understand that. But at the same time, um, you know, there are there are privileges, opportunities, things you can experience in in life during a period of singleness that that you know you, you don't have that at other stages of life. So enjoy it, right? Enjoy wow, that. Yeah. Seek the Lord. There's there uh, when you're when you're sleep deprived with you know a bunch of. Uh, young children in the household and everything's always a mess. And it's like, you're playing whack-a-mole, you know, just trying to, you pick up one mess and then the next mess happens right behind you that you just cleaned. It's just all the time. And you're just exhausted. That season is going to be gone. So enjoy those little children and the the work that you're in. It may not be the, you may, you may not be in your dream job right now, 
Um, but how can you how can you how can you enjoy the Lord and give thanks to Him in what what you're what's going on right now? And then you know, as you continue to read in the passage, it says. Um, that uh, in verse 14 says, I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before him, right? <laughs> so there's there's a, I think that I think the tasks that we see in the different seasons of life, tasks that we have as a Christian are to live joyfully and to fear him. In other words, to glorify and enjoy him in in the time and in the circumstances that we have. Nice. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And what a beauty it really God was so is so wise. I mean, we know that, but like when you see it, you know, even back to that conversation I had with these these individuals, there were there as you were talking, it was reminding me there was a single person there and and and, and right. this person was reflecting on some of what you you and then there were people with adult kids there, you know, and, and, you know, someone was, cause I'm just, it's a sweet period in our home right now at our kids ages. It just, it just is. And, and this person was saying, well, you know, when they turn 18, there's a different thing because they're adults, but you're still responsible for them because they're in your house, you know, until they, <laughs> and yeah, how, how do we, we, it, you know, you, you said it, the FOMO and the, and, and the trying to get to the next thing and as a type A person who used to work in corporate America, and, and I, I can often be driven about that. Everything is about achieving a goal and then what's next. And, you know, so much of the of the the good life is pictured as sitting under your, your palm tree. You know, it's like, <laughs> and that's what, you know, uh, back to verses 12 and 13. I perceive there's nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. Mm -hmm. This is God's gift to man. And so you have, you have there this, it's not a juxtaposition or, mm -hmm. but like, uh, it's like there's toil and enjoy it. You know, there's our, there's what we have to do the day in and day out, what we have to do. Are we, I love how you brought in Westminster on that, even like, you know, glorifying God and enjoying him forever in the daily, you know, whatever you do, whether you do all to the glory of God, you know, right. Amen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope that's some good fodder for us. And, and that passage is just a, a great one to, uh, to kind of lean into as we enter into the new school year and whatever is before us. Some of our listeners are entering into very difficult seasons and some of us are coming out of them and things are, are really, you know, you're coming up for a, a breath of fresh air and Maybe it's your time to mourn, or maybe it's your time to joy and uh, to take joy. And uh, I, I think I want to just encourage uh, those who are are listening to to uh, kind of uh, meditate upon that Ecclesiastes three passage, uh, particularly remembering that that God brings about the circumstances of life and does thing in, does things in His own time and his own ways and it's always ultimately working for our well-being i mean you know you think of like why did jesus wait four days to why did jesus wait to to raise lazarus as as long as he did i mean it says that it says that he stinks you know he, he was already he was he was dead and he had been dead for a long enough time to where it, to where there was a, a stench that was coming from him 
why did why didn't he why didn't he handle that situation differently? I mean, for his own glory, right? There's a, there's a display of his glory there. There's a display of uh, of dependence upon Christ that the people had that they might not have had to have uh, to exhibited otherwise. So that's what in in all this in all the the seasons of life, although they differ, the the message is still the same. You know, keep keep looking to Jesus. Keep leaning into Jesus. Keep enjoying Jesus, um, in in when the circumstances are 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 as good as they could possibly be, or as miserable as they could possibly be. Because He does not change, and He is for us, and He He will never leave us or forsake us. We're not under condemnation. Nothing can separate us from His love. And if that's the case, we can find joy in the midst of all of the seasons of life without. Um, without you know idolizing our what we have or what we experience or despairing entirely as a result of uh of our failure to have what we desire so um i hope that's a, a good takeaway for us uh that's grace to stand on Darren. that's grace to stand on so that's and that's our aim here so um, we're really appreciative that you that you listen. We're so glad to be back after a month off, and uh, we will uh, we'll have a lot more to report and more to, uh, to talk about next time on our next episode of Grace to Stand. So we hope you'll tune in then.